Welcome back to another episode of the Chicago Sports Experience. It's Dylan here, and it has been a minute since I've had an episode. It's been a few weeks, um, and just focusing on some other things, to be honest, um, but decided to get a video here going, um, and that's on the huge, huge progression of Justin Fields. Um, this is exactly what I want to see the Bears do. Uh, I've talked about it in previous episodes, um, going over what I want to see out of the Bears, and uh, we're, we're starting to get there. We are we are definitely getting there. Uh, obviously, uh, if you haven't haven't watched how bad this defense has been, and I'm I'm not saying it's anything to do with um, losing Robert Quinn and both Roquan Smith. Um, the last three weeks, we've allowed 30 or more points. Uh, 49 against Dallas, 35 against Miami, 31 against Detroit. Uh, before then, we hadn't allowed any team to score over 30. Um, you know, two good weeks of Washington, 12, uh, New England, 14. We had San Fran with 10. Um, but teams under 30, so it gave us a chance. But um, with the offense playing well, the defense is not playing well. Um, obviously, the offense in the last... The team in general, not just the offense, because the defense has had some takeaways that uh, contribute to that. Uh, but as a team... Um, 33, 29, 32, and 30 the last four games. So that's that's kind of what you want. You want to see the team have signs of life. Um, obviously losing close games the last two weeks. Um, missed extra point and uh, uh, missed pass interference in the Miami game. And although it is frustrating and it is something uh, that sucks to have happen at the moment, it's one of those things where I continue to say that um, it, it's what I, I want to lose close games, lose those very rough games that at the time suck and and are difficult. And I get that, and I agree, and it's not that I want the Bears to lose by any means. Um, as a franchise, I don't want us to you know continue to lose. But it's one of those years, uh, if you go back, and uh, I think it was the year before they got Mac Jones or something like that, uh, the Patriots just you know had a lot of cap space going into there, had some good draft picks bought their team and uh, are, are moving forward. Granted, they're not where they want to be, um, but overall, um, New England has improved their team quite a bit, and that's what I want to see out of the Bears. Um, seeing some of the pieces that um, Poles has added to this team through the draft and um, now the trade with Chase Claypool, um, like having Jaquan Brisker, having Kyler Gordon is, I mean, is is amazing looking forward. Um Obviously, there's there's going to be a situation of is Vildor where we want him to be? Is that going to be our third guy, our third corner? Are we going to go pick somebody up? Are we going to take another um, draft pick to try to get somebody to be that third guy? Obviously, there's a lot of holes to, to fill. Um, and one of them is the defensive line. I mean, just the pressure. Um, and looking at it now, uh, the sack leader on the team is Jaquan Brisker. Raquan Smith was after that of two and a half. Uh, Justin Jones, Jack Sanborn gets two against Detroit. Um, Travis Gibson with two. And then a few guys with one, one and a half. Like, we don't have anybody that's putting a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, going back to it, Jaquan Brisker, uh, Kyler Gordon. I believe Kyler Gordon's only going to get better with time. Um, kind of how, like, Jalen Johnson, his rookie year, 
Um, having somebody like Kyler, uh, Kyle Fuller on the other side, and teams just targeted their rookie. And guess what? They got a lot of stuff out of him. Uh, he had really good moments of showing that he could be a good corner, but overall, it's just that NFL experience. It's that going from college to pro level. Um, some guys get it right away. Others develop. But you see that he he has really good potential. Like He's, he's getting the hang of things quite a bit. Um, so next year, going into it, I believe our defensive backs are just going to be that much better. Um, obviously, losing Roquan Smith and um, Robert Quinn since the last time I had an episode uh, is huge. Um, I don't know what's going to come out of Roquan Smith, uh, to be honest. I don't think the Ravens can keep him financially. If they find a way to, that's amazing. Uh, but I believe we're going to see Roquan Smith be a free agent. Um, so that that's going to be interesting to see what goes on there. Um, if there is a chance that he can come back, I'm all for it. Um, but we use our second-round pick to go get Chase Claypool. And although I, I don't love the second-round pick that we gave, and obviously... Hearing that Green Bay gave a second and they went with us because we had the higher second, I get it and I understand. And uh, it is what it is now. Looking at it, we still have a second. Um, but for a rebuild team, and like I've said quite a few times, having that salary is huge, but there's not a lot of big-name wide receivers that are going to be available. And uh, it's clear this year that the budget wide receiver situation that we tried to do, um, bringing in guys like, Dante Pettis, uh, St. Brown, Brian, uh, Byron Pringle, um, Nikhil Harry, uh, drafting Valus Jones, you know, stuff like that, uh, has not worked. Very clear that has not worked. Now, most of them are all on one-year deals. Um, obviously, Valus we drafted, which it, it is what it is. Like, we got enough guys to complete a roster, and guys, they, they brought in to hope that they can take a next step and gave them an opportunity with a team that, you know, Darnell Mooney is our wide receiver one, but I still don't view him as a wide receiver one. Um, you have to get other weapons around him. You have to have somebody that's better than him. And I look at the situation of, uh, of Pittsburgh where Deontay Johnson's at number one and allows it allowed Chase Claypool at the time and allowed uh, George Pickens this year to, to kind of shine. Granted, their quarterback situa uh, situation is different, but last year I was looking at how good Claypool and uh, um, Juju for the time he was there, having someone like Deontay Johnson there. Uh, but now going forward, going next, going into next year, like we have Darnell Mooney, we have Chase Claypool, we have Cole Komet, who I'm, I'm just so, so excited that we're finally seeing Cole Komet get some targets being our best red zone guy now, um, I mean, he, he is on fire. The the connection of Fields and Komet and the play calling to, you know, give Komet that opportunity is amazing. Um, but, yeah, going forward, I mean, they're going to have to get a draft pick, uh, a trade. They're going to have to bring in another wide receiver who, if not better than Darnell Mooney, is close to it. Uh, I'm okay with having three wide receiver twos. Like, I don't think you put any of these guys on other teams to be wide receiver ones. Um, they're all wide receiver twos, respectfully. Um, not not throwing any shade. It's just the way that they're, they're playing. Uh, they played the way they, 
they route run all that stuff is they're not meant to be the wide receiver one on that team which is not necessarily a bad thing at all because we saw how good Darnell Mooney was last year with Allen Robinson being the wide receiver one um, and teams focusing that and Darnell Mooney was able to explode he's getting a lot uh, better connection uh, Fields is getting a better connection the, the pass game uh, is allowing the wide receivers to do this um, but bringing in another wide receiver there is is going to be definitely impactful and I hope that we can um, do it without giving up too much um, and then the offensive line uh, clearly we can run the football we're giving Justin Fields opportunities to run the football uh, uh, since week six against the the Washington Commanders, the Bears have run for over 200 yards a game. 200. That's that's crazy. Uh, we played teams like New England, um, like Dallas, and we're still able to do that. So seeing that we can run the ball is amazing. Don't get me wrong. We have not thrown for over 200 passing yards more than one game this year. That's it. I believe it was against Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Minnesota was the only game that we got 200 passing yards. I could be mistaken. Um, and that's, it. it's crazy. Um, then an NFL team is like that. Uh, but you see it with a team like Atlanta, who has found success running the ball. It's just when they have to throw the ball, um, what can they actually do? They're making a lot of mistakes there. But uh, going back to our Bears, um, so now getting someone like Chase Claypool, Although, like I said, I, I'm not happy of giving a second up. Um, if we could have gave at least the back end second or a third round, like that would have been 100% okay with me. Um, but as a quote-unquote rebuild team, having a projected top 10 pick, I believe we, we finished as a bottom 10 team. And like I said, I, although I don't want to see the Bears in this way, um, it's one of those things to where you just have to... Um, bite your tongue you just have to take it and know that next year is is going to be a way better situation for this team um so having a top 10 pick and then not having another pick until um a, probably a back 12 pick baltimore is a very good team um they're definitely going to be a playoff team and i think they can make a run of the playoffs so having a back 12 second round pick and then an early third and polls could still make magic happen. Like if there's not a guy where we're drafting, where we're like, Hey, like we need to have this guy or there's teams biting to get this guy. And maybe we can acquire a second or another third or anything like that. Like I'm all for it. And I believe polls can do it. Uh, clearly you saw day three, um, in the draft last year, him pulling out a lot of moves in that back end, uh, back end of the draft and picking up quite a bit of, uh, offensive linemen. And we haven't, really seen um too many guys really pan out from that and it's um i don't think it's anything with the like it's it just you can't depend on that to be your um your go-to like you really hope that you could get some rookies that um kind of step up and uh play play well um so just going over some numbers really quick on on who we've had as offensive line because clearly the uh, the the team coaching staff is not very satisfied with the offensive line so going over the numbers braxton jones 
Um, he's played 100% of the snaps so far this year. Um, and and that's good because he's our rookie. Like, it's amazing that we have a rookie stepping up, and that's, you know, he's paying off. Um, but then to go with that, uh, Sam Munster, who I can't wait until we get rid of him. Uh, Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borum, 72% for Tevin Jenkins, 66 for Larry Borum. Cody Whitehair, 51, being banged up, so that's that. Uh, Lucas Patrick also being banged up, 42%. Michael Schofield, 34. Riley Reef, 34. Um, and that's that's it for the offensive linemen, but um, hopefully we can get an offensive line that gets it together and allows our passing game to be better. I mean, the last play of the, the Lions game, even though it was not really going to happen, but... Um, <laughs> Fields got absolutely murdered there. So, um, offensive line is very good. I, I mean, the run game is very good. And whether it's the play calling, whether it's uh, Khalil Herbert and Montgomery, but the offensive line is doing very well run blocking. And I do agree that, you know, that is great. But in order to beat some of these teams next year, we're going to have to be able to throw the ball very efficiently. Uh, I, feel, I, I think... A lot of people agree with me of Fields can do that and will be able to do that. Um, but he's got to have an offensive line that can block because someone like Darnold Mooney, if you give him time and you give him a nice route, like he can make the best of it. Um, having Chase Claypool is, is definitely a weapon. He's just an all-around guy. So um, hopefully his maturity level continues to grow. And, uh, you know, I'll look forward to next year. And then hopefully we bring in another guy that can help uh, – Mooney and Claypool out. Um, I think the tight end situation of now Cole Komet uh, is being very clear that he could be our guy. So um, that's good to know. Um, and then uh, what are we going to do at linebacker? Uh, Jack Sanborn, obviously, uh, getting there with tackles, sacks. So seeing that is, is very good. Um especially at the age of 22. Um, that's kind of exactly what you want. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be interesting. I, you know, if if they don't go after anybody and Sanborn is a guy, I mean, he's 22. Um, he's only started two games. He's got two sacks in those two games. So hopefully uh, he's able to step up next year. Um, and if he's our guy, he's our guy. But I mean, it's very clear that on the defensive the defense and offensive side, uh, the the biggest problem is the line on both sides of the ball. It's the line. So I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that is definitely addressed and uh, definitely taken care of the right way, and we we get those pieces that complete what Ryan Poles envisions for this team. Um, I mean, three and seven right now. Upcoming opponents, you got the Falcons. Um, we're on the road. Uh, we have a road game against the Jets, who look really good. Especially their defense is becoming a top ten defense in the league. Um, we're home against Green Bay. We get a bye week, and then this is when it just gets really bad. I mean, really, really bad. So week fourteen is our bye week. Week fifteen, the Eagles. We're at home against the Eagles. We're at home against Buffalo. We're on the road against Detroit. And then we're at home against Minnesota. So we face three 
of the top four teams in the league our last four games. That is uh, that is crazy. I mean, and then if you throw six games, you throw the Jets in there, uh, although their record might be better than how people view the Jets, record-wise, we're facing four of the best six teams in the league to end our season. That is, it is going to be scary, uh, but it's also an opportunity, um, the way you got to look at it. It's an opportunity to see how good this team could be against some of those elite teams. We might get blown out, and I'm okay with that, like, I'm not going to be disappointed because our team's not where we're meant to be. Um, but if we do well, I mean, that's just that much more promising going into the offseason. Um, it's a long shot for the Bears to make playoffs if you have the hopes for that. Um, being 3-7, and seven, it's, it's definitely not out of hand. Um, but with the schedule, it's almost impossible, um, unfortunately. So that is that is where I'm at um, next week against Atlanta, or on Sunday, sorry, against Atlanta. And then I'll probably have another episode going over that, guys. So um, if you guys did enjoy this, uh, um, that's awesome. I'm trying to grow it. I'm going to try to get some type of a schedule to get one of these out a week or every other week um, just to get some type of um, growth on this for myself of just getting more consistent with this, getting better as a podcaster and stuff like that. So Hope you guys did enjoy the episode.